Hey, Wonderfuls! Welcome to episode 499 of the JV Club with my marvelous guest, Joelda Morancy. She is an author, scientist, all-around awesome person, and I uh, was very excited to have her on the podcast to talk about space and aliens and life and high school. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Um, I also want to <laughs> warn everyone, again, episode 500, Falling right in the middle of Sketchfest, just right in the middle of Sketchfest. So uh, I may just have an awesome guest who happens to be uh, 500, and we will all celebrate together that I've made it to 500 episodes. Um, This is a super dumb way to uh, tell you that I just am so busy. I have not had time to plan like a 500th episode spectacular, 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 spectacular. But um, my heart is uh, in that place, and um, we'll just see what happens. Anyway, check out sfsketchfest.com if you want to find out what my life consists of right now. It is a bunch of amazing shows, almost 200, I think, and uh, lots of friends and familiar faces you will see from Max Fun and beyond. So check it out. In the meantime, Happy New Year, and enjoy this episode with Joelda. I feel like it's taken us a minute to do this, but I also have no sense of time anymore. So I've like, someone was asking me when and where we met, and I was like, it was morning, it was a con. (laughs) That's about all I can remember. And I know Travis McElroy was there. (laughs) Honestly, fair. I I think that day was like, it it was a blur in my brain afterward. I was like, what's happening? Where am I? Where were we? I can't in tell. all honesty, we were at a con. We were at a Comic Con. It yes. was in Chicago. Chicago. Oh, it was easy. Oh, it was C two E two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. All right. So that was yeah. So that was like August or something. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's coming back to yes. me. I was very. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was. Um. That was a trip that I went to the uh, Art Institute of Chicago and got to revisit the tiny miniature rooms that are there. That is my favorite exhibit you in that entire get museum. it, my friend. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I, I go there every single time. It's, it's I think it's the best exhibit. I agree. I agree. I mean, definitely yeah. when I went two days in a row because, like, we knew, because you, as you may recall, the con hours were... Uh, early enough that it turned out they were the exact specific hours of the Art Institute of Chicago. So I was like, no, I'm not going to be able to see the Thorn Rooms this time. And then we discovered that you can, uh, if you become a member, (laughs) you can get in an hour early. So I was like, I I was totally the nerd that was like standing at the front door at like 9.58, waiting for it to be 10 (laughs) o'clock and being like, I'm a brand new member. Thank you to go in. (laughs) And in my mind, I was like, I mean, maybe I'll have time to see more of the museum than just the Thorn Rooms. Um, And for sure, like all Mm -hmm. the time I had that morning was spent down there. So then the next day I was like, I should try to like (laughs) see some other part of (laughs) the museum. Yeah, fair. I, I've been to the Art Institute, like, I think, like, over five times, only because, like, people are like, we should go to the Art Institute. I'm like, yeah, sure, since I've yeah. already been there. And so the miniature rooms are definitely my favorite exhibit, but my next favorite exhibit, I forgot what it's called, but, like, 
follows like the medieval type of armor and the yes! swords. That is also super, yes! super awesome. What's thing. so funny about you bringing that up is that my partner is writing a novel that is set in the 1500s and is all about sort of the weird like hierarchies of city states and like merchants mm. and like there was a knight um, in that period of time who had a robot hand like fully had his arm chopped off and then like his hand chopped off in in a battle and then figured out a way to rig something that could open and close and like hold a sword and pick stuff up in the 1500s that's isn't that so crazy that is that's insane yeah yeah and also like during that time clothes were like the fashion of the time this is is mostly set in Strasbourg because it's kind of a fascinating Mm -hmm. place um in history at that at that particular time because there was a dancing plague there mm-hmm. where there was a sort of mass hysteria event where people danced themselves to death and the <laughs> oh. clothes were like 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 you know how sometimes people buy torn jeans <laughs> like that's yeah, how the clothes yeah. were like you would buy clothes and then people would shred them like in little strips like oh my pants are in, are shredded in strips and it like the whole length of the leg and your skin would be poking, I guess, to sort of look like, you know, rough and tumble, like, yeah, I've already been. But that became the wow. fashion, which, again, is like. I'm happy that's I'm happy that's translated through the years up until today. I know. Isn't that nuts? OK, I cannot tell you how much yeah. I love that you love the Thorn Rooms. And so I'm I would love to hear from you because I think people who don't enjoy miniatures are always like, Why? Like, why do people who like miniatures like miniatures? And I feel like the every, like there's a lot of different possibilities there. Um, and I'm wondering if you could articulate, like, for you, why do you think you like them? Like, is there something? Yeah. yeah that's a great question. I think for me, it's just, I think usually when you're inside a room, it's super cool to, like, you know, walk around. You get to take it in. But, like, a miniature room, you could just, like, see it all at once. Yeah. And then, like, you could just also imagine a tiny version of yourself, like, yes. sitting on, like, a chair yes. or, like, laying on the bed. And then you can see multiple at the same time and, like, kind of compare the tiny rooms. I think it's the aspect of <laughs> control, I guess. Is I was, really I was what... wondering if you were going to bring up the word control because yeah. I do think that that comes <laughs> up a lot. Yeah. And also, like, just the yeah. artistry of it. I mean, the idea... You know, yes. we sort of understand, We even if we don't know how to do it, we have an understanding of what it takes maybe to make a chair. Like, okay, you whittle wood and you, you know, you have all these different sort of tools that you use. And then imagine trying to do a 1 to 12 inch, you know, like a like a 1 to 12 scale version of that. And suddenly you're like, but our hands, yes. our hands seem giant <laughs> yeah. to be able to like make these tiny things. Exactly. It's the... But artistic expression, like, done in these rooms, right, I think it's insane because, like, I, like, get frustrated, like, when I'm doing, like, tiny, like, paper projects or, like, making, like, I don't know, origami yes. or something. I'm like, oh, this is, like, so small and these, like, cuts and lines are, like, so tiny. Yeah. I'm going to mess it up. But imagine, like, doing that for, like, an entire room and also making it, like, look good yeah. is, I think, yeah. a crucial aspect. That's really it's really special. There's a place in Tucson where I'm from that, uh, but it but it certainly wasn't there when I grew up there. Um, that's, like, a miniature mm-hmm. museum and... They have some, there's a guy, he's on Instagram too, but there's, I believe he's Italian. There's a guy who carves tiny sculptures on the tip of a pencil out of lead. I've seen those. That. That almost made me angry. It felt like witchcraft. (laughs) I was like. Yeah, I. What's dark I just don't, I don't understand how like they accomplish, like. 
I don't think I have like the pre- the precision skills to like. I know I don't. And also, like, I guess you also have to. I don't know. It's it's insane. Yeah. I. Are you a per- are you a person who likes doing stuff with your hands, even if it's not like small stuff? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah. What are yeah. what are what yeah. do you like to do? Like, do you like to? How do you like to get your hands dirty, so to speak? It's more in the sense of like I just like touching things. So like, for example, like playing an instrument yeah. or whatnot, or like. I guess, like, reading a book, maybe it's not, like, the best example, but, like, I don't know, like, doing things with my hands makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something (laughs) in some way or some regards. Um, So definitely that. I don't know if I'm a, like, get my hands dirty. Like, if someone tells me to, like, go, like, I don't know, like, build this thing, I'll I'll go do it because, like, I find it interesting. Though, I guess it's more of the, like, I don't want to say mundane, but, like, the, the chiller like getting your hands dirty sort of thing uh-huh. so like <laughs> as i said playing an instrument one of my favorite what do you do what do you play so i played the saxophone for like eight years and then i took a break like kind of during college because i was like you know uh-huh. <laughs> trying my best to like keep up with my academics um but now i'm currently trying to learn the bass guitar nice. and also the violin oh the violin that's so yeah. intimidating Bass guitar I play, yeah. so that feels like doable to me. Violin I do not play, and it feels like magic. The story there is that someone on like the freer for sale, free and for sale page on like our college, I guess Facebook page was selling a broken violin. I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity for me to learn the violin. So I just got it. It was like twenty dollars. It's so broken, but I'm like getting the hang of like you know like hand position, yeah. and, like what notes are which and what. What's broken about it? Yeah. I think there's like a couple strings, and also I think the bridge is like cracked, so it's hard to keep um, it in tune and, then the and bow. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that must that person a, must have been so happy that progress. someone was like, "Actually, I do want a broken violin." Thank you. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he seemed very ecstatic when I like came to pick it up. He's like, "Thank you so much for buying this." I'm like. No problem. <laughs> there's a there's. It's funny you said that, and I suddenly remembered that. Speaking of like what you could do with a broken violin, there's uh there's a at the freaking miniature museum, someone took a violin probably that was broken and took the took it apart, and inside the violin are a bunch of tiny. It's like a violin repair shop inside a violin and on the little placard it said you can play all of the little violins like you could you could get a little note out of it with a tiny bow yeah uh that's that's so that's what we need to do we need to get you like some tiny instruments and then all of your all of your loves (laughs) will be represented yes make a tiny band Um, I love it. I I have a cat who's like been she like likes to like pluck on my bass strings a yeah. lot. So like maybe I'll just like get her to like learn an instrument and then go. I'm ready two person band. Yeah. How, what or could be hard <laughs> person about and cat that. band. We know yeah. cats love following direction. <laughs> of course. Etc. Et yeah, it's could be great. Yeah, it's not that she knocks over my bass all the time. Uh-huh. Just, <laughs> she's expressing her musical ability differently that's right i guess too like some guitar strings are made out of dare i say cat gut unless they're just called cat gut and that's like an expression but it's not really made out of cat (laughs) maybe i maybe i I don't want to be the person to bring that up right now (laughs) i have no idea though i that would be a little bit disturbing yeah don't google it i will say 
Let's live in let's live in <laughs> ignorance. It's just it's just a fun uh, fun nickname they gave it, and it has nothing to do with that. Yeah, I, I yeah. want that to be true. Also, nylon strings are <laughs> you're fine, and the bass. I think bass strings are all like metal, right? They're all they all. I'm I'm, I'm yeah, imagining yeah. them, and I feel like they're all metal. Um, uh, and and so and the bass guitar thing is separate from the broken violin thing. So how did the bass guitar come into play? Yes. So I went through like a phase when I was younger where I would. I was like hyper focused on like very specific things, and the bass guitar was one of the like the hyper focusing events, events. Um, of my my teenage years. Okay, um, and so I like learned like everything I could about bass guitars, like how to like like literally like every single I've lost most of this knowledge somehow. Because it was because probably I was hyper focusing on yeah. it. But um, so I so I guess for a long time I like really wanted to play but I just never got the time or I never acquired a bass guitar is the main issue Uh (laughs) um but in college I was just like you know what I'm gonna use this extra money I have and just buy a random guitar off of eBay and so I did and I got it and I'm like awesome this is so exciting but then I realized it was also broken Uh um it just which the bass doesn't sound like they said it yeah so it wasn't like broken yeah yeah so I, like, took it to a shop, got it repaired. I'm like, perfect, I'll start playing now. But then, like, I got busy with college. And so now that I'm no longer taking classes, I can, like, you know, dedicate some time and learn and try my best to <laughs> relive my, like, teenage dreams. Sure. So when you say you used to hyper-focus on stuff, so so that would that would uh, extend out beyond playing an instrument, uh, it sounds like. What, yeah. what are... Tell me more about that. I guess I just want to be more open-ended and say, tell me more about it. Yeah. And so, where were you a teenager, by the way? To put it in context of location, where were you being a hyper-focused oh. <laughs> teenager? How about that? Suburban Florida is where I was hyper um, Which, fun setting. Uh-huh. Kind of crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I think I would, like, see one thing and I'd be like, oh, that's super cool. And then I would, like, then do, like, multiple deep dives over the course of, like, the next few weeks and whatnot. And be like, I must make this my entire personality. <laughs> One really funny hyper focusing event was when I was super into skiing. Mind you, I lived in suburban Florida, <laughs> never skied in my entire life. And like, I became so hyper focused that I was like, I want to become an Olympic skier. And I was like, how can I learn how to ski in Florida? Obviously, it did not work out. Uh-huh. That dream died. But it's kind of like one of the more random. Yeah examples what how did how like how did that sort of get in front of you in a way that you were like yes skiing like how did I not realize my dream before yeah (laughs) yeah I think it was really just like the winter olympics I was like watching it and listening to interviews from other skiers I'm like oh they're so cool and they I think I was like really like interested in like the, like goggles they wear that like are like kind of like multicolored. I'm like, ooh, I want to look like that Accessories. one guy. <laughs> and not like actual skiing. So I once again hyper focused a deep dive and like I'm gonna become an Olympic skier one day. Ugh, amazing. That did not happened. Well, I love that you even your brain went there because I don't feel like I had. I don't know that I had many bursts of drive for stuff like that. Much less like a long term goal for something mm-hmm. like that lofty but i will say that like you know when you do things like watch the olympics uh, while understand like we we are all sort of we're taught to understand of course that the olympics are the best of the best and how incredibly hard you have to work and that it's your whole life it's very hard to have a life outside of training for the olympics and all that but then when you actually see skiers or 
ice skaters, I would say that I'm also drawn to Winter Olympics. Um, those two particular mm-hmm. things, uh, just to call out maybe my two favorite examples, really do seem so effortless. They really seem like defying yeah. gravity and that they're the, the whatever your instrument is to use that term again like you're part it's part of you you know your I, your skates where do the skates end and the person begin where do the skis end? you know it just feels so like there's so much synergy there and you know being a kid in tucson also not exposed to any kind of skiing whatsoever or ice skating it felt like well yeah. i know i don't have that relationship with my bike like i wish i did <laughs> but i definitely don't feel like i'm one with my bike um as much as i yeah. tried to get that feeling you know so there is something very and it is it was sort of exotic uh i would you know for you not being around a bunch of ski bums and like you know growing up on the slopes mm-hmm. or whatever yeah yeah it definitely was like this like I think because it was a super out there, like, hard-to-achieve goal, that's, like, what, like, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, attracted me? No, I Basically, what I'm trying to say, since, like, it was, like, super out there, I was like, this is what I want to do because, like, it's so hard to achieve. Uh-huh. And then, like, due to constraints beyond my control... Obviously, I did not <laughs> achieve it, and unfortunately, you haven't achieved any life. anything extraordinary at all since. So, what a shame! <laughs> what a yeah. shame! Unfortunate. Yeah. Uh huh. What? Uh, do you have siblings? Yes, I have an older brother, a younger brother, and then an older sister. Okay. All right. Middle middle kid in the in a four yeah. in a four kid family. Um, what was your school? Like you say, suburban Florida. I mean, I don't need you to get uber specific, but um, like, is what what part of Florida generally? If oh, you don't want to, yeah. Um, well, so I as a kid, I moved a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lived in a lot of places in Florida, but also on the East Coast. But I think I lived in Florida the most, and I was born there. But for high school, I was in Tampa, and Got then it. for other parts of, I guess, my life, I was in, like, Miami, Jacksonville, Fort Lauderdale. Um, yeah, just all across the state. Okay. Did you get to complete high school? Like, did you get all four years in Tampa? Yeah. Okay. I. It was actually, that was actually in jeopardy, because my dad was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of feeling moving again. He doesn't, there's no reason that we're actually moving. He just, like, wants to just go somewhere else Hmm. and bring me along and i was like on my knees begging like please let me just stay at the school he's like okay thankfully four years and uh for the most part Uh four years at the same school (laughs) (laughs) okay all right so there's some mysterious stuff that maybe took you out and back in again uh for the most part yeah i guess at the beginning of freshman year i was in a different part of tampa and then I moved to a new part of Tampa, and then I had to switch schools. Oh, you still? So, so you still had to switch schools. Okay. And what was yeah. your school like? Was it just a sort of standard public high school like mine was? Uh, yeah. I. <laughs> this is really funny because I was having a conversation with some other people about like the crazy stuff that has just happened at my <laughs> at my high school, but it was like, so it was like an underfunded public high school. So yeah. like, I think that like allows for somehow more crazy stuff to happen. Could be <laughs> compared to the average public school, but yeah, it, one of the most iconic features is that there are no windows in any of the classrooms. Oh my god! In the art room. Oh yeah. my god! Oh <laughs> my god! That is an underfunded high school. I mean, like what you're describing, 
when I think about some of the schools that are built out on Indian reservations and stuff, there was like this era mm-hmm. where they were like, it's going to be great. We'll pour some money into building schools on, on the res. And then you see it and it's like, oh, that's a prison. Like you went yeah. ahead and built a prison. <laughs> so go fuck yourself forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Literally. I like at the time when I was in high school, it's just like, oh, this is like normal, right? Like people just like... <laughs> To, like, live like this. And then I realized as I've, like, ventured out into, I guess, other parts of my county, I was like, hmm, this is maybe not as normal as I thought. Yeah. Um, Just one of the very fun aspects of <laughs> suburban town. Well, I can feel very confident that one, some of the crazy things that happened weren't you catching a glimpse of something happening outside the classroom out of the window that didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> In my dreams. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Well, wonderfuls, there's nothing I love more than when a beloved past guest, like, say, and this is just off the top of my head, the wonderful, wonderful, hilarious Amy Miller happens to have something going on that I can brag about, talk about, pitch to you as a thing you need to check out. It makes me so happy. And this is my opportunity, thanks to Blonde Medicine. I am so excited to tell you about Amy Miller's California King, and we definitely talked about it on Amy's episode, so go back a couple weeks, check that out. She is so awesome. Her sophomore album has been released by Blonde Medicine. Again, that is California King. Uh, It's available to stream everywhere. You can also buy it on CD or a sweet, sweet, awesome turquoise vinyl. Blonde Medicine has put out all sorts of great albums from folks like Kenise Mobley, Suba Agarwal, Anika Dell, and other beloved JV Club guests like the amazing Nori Davis, and of course, the wonderful Irene too. There is so much to love about Blonde Medicine. I love this label. I love that it exists. I have a few different comedy records from them. And I have to say the vinyl thing, it's so utterly collectible, so awesome. And the covers alone of the albums are worth it and brilliant, not to mention all the genius comedy that lies within. So please do me a favor, support Amy and all the wonderful people uh, at Blonde Medicine and the wonderful albums they're producing. So check out blondemedicine.com slash maxfun to browse a selection of stand-up LPs. And you can use code JVCLUB at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. What are you waiting for? Go get you some comedy from Blonde Medicine right now! J. Keith, do you know what I love more than the trivia, comedy, and celebrity guests on our podcast, Go Fact Yourself? No, what, Helen? Sharing all of those things with an actual audience. Yes, well, lucky for you, Go Fact Yourself is back to being a live audience show. Woohoo! Yeah, we've got a free recording coming up on January 15th in Los Angeles and February 11th in Pasadena. And if you can't make it there, all of our recordings will still be available as a podcast. Twice a month, every month on MaximumFun.org. Yeah, no excuses. So if you're not listening, you can go fact yourself. Were you a good student or were you like... This is too I, easy or this is hard or like how, what, what did that look like? I mean, I, of course, leaned on the, this is too easy, but what do I know? I was an overachiever in high school for sure. I think I, the overachieving aspect of, I guess, I, my personality, you could say, definitely peaked in high school mm. and was was on a downward spiral ever since freshman <laughs> year of college. Okay. I don't know how, where it went or any of my motivation went, but like it disappeared. Okay, let me just, um, I'm going to pause you for one quick second. 
Will you please tell people yes. why you were on the panel with me at <laughs> C2E2? Yeah, that's probably helpful. Well, I'm, I'm, so... it'll be in the it'll be in the description and I will mention it in the intro. But just in case someone skimmed past all of that, I think they need to understand the irony of what you just said. So let's go ahead and hear it. <laughs> so I was on the panel because I recently published a children's book on astrobiology titled Aliens. And so it comes from my knowledge of like studying astrophysics in college <laughs> and I guess my general interests in like space exploration and whatnot. And so that was really cool to write. And so I guess that may conflict with <laughs> me saying my motivation. I So my defense to that uh -huh. is that I feel like when there's a deadline or other people involved, then like I feel the need to... Yes be proactive but if it's just like me doing something i'm just like you know i can procrastinate on this which is for sure the story of my entire college career and also sure. i feel the story of many creative brilliant people's story like <laughs> a lot of us need to be tethered yeah. to something and a lot of us need deadlines yes. and that's like you know it's a sort of know thyself thing like how do we set ourselves up especially in this world and economy now where you know i mean i'm i really hesitate to use gig economy because it's so irritating but you know there's so many people who are cobbling together maybe they're doing three or four or five different things maybe most of that's from home and you know you're sort of putting on all these different hats and it can be so hard for a person who like yeah. you know i can definitely get into like a hyper focus but in a very like ADD slash adhd way where when that focus shifts to something else, there is, you know, there's definitely a lot of sort of like, oh, that that thing I abandoned. Um, is that something that you can relate to, like starting a thing and then being yes. like, here I go on <laughs> to something else for sure real quick now, as abruptly as you can yes. possibly imagine? Yes, for sure. I it's as you, we can tie this back to the hyper focusing <laughs> conversation of like switching to like multiple things that interest me. Um, at, this is a funny, once again, I had this discussion with someone else recently where I thought like, I guess at the time I was just like, oh, I just have like trouble focusing and it's a me problem where I realized it was actually just like undiagnosed ADHD <laughs> that no one told me was a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, constant issue. Constant issue. What did you, you say in the underfunded high school, were there still programs that, um, were available to people in that community to like specialize in something. Um, what you know, were sports a thing? Were there like cool clubs? Was there a school paper? Was that stuff going on? Yeah. I never know because underfunded can really mean like yeah, absolutely yeah. nothing, or it can mean like a smattering of stuff that still should be much more because kids deserve it all. Yeah, that's a good question. There was interestingly enough, there's like a wide variety of like, I guess maybe to like study trades or stuff adjacent to that mm -hmm. so like there were classes at my school that taught you like how to like be like a mechanic in the automotive industry and whatnot yep or like i think there was like a farmer's association i think there used to be a farm like there's like pens and whatnot for like animals oh, okay high school okay so i think i don't know if there were animals at the time i was there i think there were okay but i know there was like a farmer's association and whatnot so there was stuff like for like people who had different like interests. vocational training kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah yes that's the word yeah. i'm looking for um but yeah other than that 
I don't think there was like any more specific um, clubs or classes beyond like what like maybe other public schools would. Yeah. Offer. Were you and that's this is during your hot uh, eight years of uh, sax playing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Was that happening in band or yeah. like so, independent of school? Okay. I was marching band kid. You know, nice. very iconic. <laughs> Definitely like maybe altered my brain chemistry a little bit. How so? <laughs> so one of my like biggest qualms was that like our band class somehow didn't count for like PE credit, even though like we were like outside all the time, like running around on a field. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like a combination of the people within band and then also like <laughs> the idea of being a marching band kid of like figuring out how to like memorize your place on the field like squawk, squawking your horn, hoping that like it sounds good. <laughs> Going to football games and not really knowing what's happening at the game, but like being directed to play like a stand tune every now and then. It's like yeah. a whole package of like mixed feelings. Yeah, yeah. Were the, was that uh, were band kids kids that you hung out with like after school and stuff? Like, did you have a friend group? Yeah, um, that was sort of. Like, you know, because some folks have like, you know, the sort of group of friends that's like their tight group and maybe they are united by some kind of activity or some people are like, well, I was doing a bunch of different stuff. So I, I kind of had a bunch of friends that it would just be one on one with because it was, there was my friend from band and my friend from this and my friend from that. Yeah. What was your yeah social experience like? So definitely band kids <laughs> were my friends uh-huh. only because I guess I was technically with them more than I was at home because I'd like be at practice or like go to sure. like, a competition or a football game. Um, so definitely my friends were, or maybe a smaller subset of the entire marching band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it was nice because we could like bond over like the like crazy shit that happened <laughs> in our like specific band program. Um, and then we were always seeing each other. So I guess it only made sense. What kind of crazy shit was happening? <laughs> um, let me think. I, there was this one time, I think I'm remembering this correctly, where we were on the field at a football game. So like at the halftime for the football games, like we like go onto the field and do like a little like small subset of our marching band show that we play at a competition. Sure. And there yeah. was this one kid who, he didn't like really show up to practice that much. But he showed up to that football game and we needed like one person to fill in a spot for like someone else who couldn't show up. So we put him there. But obviously he doesn't know what he's doing. So he's kind of just like wandering around. I knock into him at some point. And I'm like, what's happening? Because I'm like holding my like huge saxophone and like I'm like, what is happening behind me? And he's like just like slowly like <laughs> trying to connect the dots on the field. Um, I don't think anyone fell over or at least I couldn't see if anyone followed, but I was like facing uh-huh. forward, um, stuff like that. And then, I guess like maybe like more generalized experiences. Like for example, when you go to a competition, like you have to like wear like like five different layers of like band clothing. So like you have like obviously your underwear, and then the uh, honestly, honestly, maybe I shouldn't say obviously because I heard some stories where. <laughs> Some band kids didn't wear, like, underwear under their band uniforms. I'm like, that's disgusting. Anyway. I mean, yeah, free balling, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's, I think it's, general way. I think it's worth knowing that other people also have to wear those uniforms. 
like someone's like yeah like weird like body juices could like be seeping into like my skin absolutely (laughs) absolutely um but yeah so when you go to a conversation you're wearing like underwear hopefully um like shorts and like a t-shirt and then you're wearing like i forgot what they're called but basically like they're like basically suspenders in a way not suspenders or what are those like pieces of clothing called where like it's pants and like half a shirt but like you kind of like you go wear a shirt under it it's like a like but like overalls yes they're like a version of overalls but like okay more professional because they like are our pants if that makes sense and you have to like i guess look nice on Got the field. It. And then you're wearing a jacket on top of that. So it gets like really hot like yeah. in that. And then you're also wearing like um you're... your helmet and whatnot. Yeah, and um, you're carrying something heavy. I mean, it's yeah. a big deal. And so there's one competition where like or yeah, it was one competition where our band director like said we can't take off our jackets because like someone wasn't wearing the correct shirt underneath. And so we had to like also like look uniform, and it was hot that day. It was like blazing hot because it's like one Florida, and so like I'm like slowly dying like as the competition goes on, like on the verge of like just like giving up or like going into the bathroom, taking off my jacket, and just like sitting there, you know, taking yeah. a breather. Um, so like you know, fun moments like that where like you know that was like kind of crazy, but bonding events bonding events <laughs> what about yeah especially if you're traveling to go to competitions and stuff is there like are there like teenage hormones like flying everywhere or people like oh yeah ner- you know, nerd hooking up with each other yeah band couples always like the hottest tea to discuss because you're like who's gonna get together who's currently together who shouldn't be together i've seen a lot uh-huh. of those <laughs> um it's and then like there's couples where i thought they would like last forever but then after band and after we all graduates it's over splitsville baby it was yeah. a it was it made sense at the time and then it, now it's time to yeah experience the rest of life <laughs> were you dating in in high school did you get up to any dating no it, it tied into the overachiever aspect where i was just like i'm too focused on like school and grades and whatnot i don't got time for this but i had i had a lot of fun like talking about other people being couples <laughs> like for one thing, I love to, like, just, like, talk about people in high school. It's, like, something I couldn't stop doing. So. You couldn't stop gossiping? Is that, can we use yeah. the term well, gossiping? Okay. I was hesitant to say gossiping because I don't want it to, like, sound like I'm saying, I'm always saying, like, negative-ish things. You know, sometimes Yeah, I, I guess gossip has the, yeah, gossip has the sort of, like, I'm passing on something negative opposed to just, like talking about you know other people's lives and being interested in what's happening with them and yeah whether it involves you or not like having an interest in it yeah though honestly i can call it gossiping it's the truth that i don't face <laughs> <laughs> we're all about facing those unpleasant truths on the jv club this is yeah this is therapy it's great yeah yeah so what so so it was just like you were you had your own stuff going on but at the same time you were sort of limiting how much social stuff you had going on because of what you like because you were focusing in on being an overachiever so other people's lives almost became like 
closer up TV than like, yes. turning on the TV and watching it. It's like, oh, I'm, I've got this going on. I've got the entertainment all around me. Yeah. Like, other things are happening for other people. Like, I could talk about that. Exactly. It's like every single day is a new episode because I could just watch them and observe and then talk about it with my other band friends and be like, have you seen what so-and-so did and you got uh-huh. so-and-so broke up? It was like the best thing. Yeah. Did you do, did you have like, uh, were you like a mute, like, did you love listening to music in your room? Like, did you have the sort of like teenage angsty moments of feeling like misunderstood or feeling <laughs> alone and feeling heard or yeah. seen by some form of media, be it, you know, a TV show or, or music or all of the above? Yeah, of course. I I went through the, the classic like emo phase where I'm like, no one understands me. My parents like don't yeah. get it, you know. I love that phase so much. <laughs> Um, and then I quickly exited that after like a year. Um, Hyper focused for a year yeah. on emo phase. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. It's, got it. it got a it. Multi month hyper focus event. Uh huh. What did that mean for like? Were you dressing differently and like? Were you doing like yeah. black lipstick and stuff, or were you? It was a lot just of like kind of... black, you know, classic. But also like I would wear like a lot of hoodies. Because, like, I don't know. I don't know why I thought, like, I would seem more mysterious <laughs> in a hoodie. But You're not the only one. Yeah. You're not the only one to feel that way at all. But it, it that didn't help because I, once again, was in Florida. It's, like, blazing hot outside. And I'd be in a hoodie. And people are like, oh, why don't you just, like, take off your hoodie? I'm like, I can't. This is who I yeah. am now. <laughs> it's part of my core. Yeah. Don't you dare make me. My ex- I've only been to Tampa once that I can remember. And my experience there was semi, I mean, I don't want to say it was forgettable, but it wasn't like, you know, it didn't have like a huge influence on me, except for A, it was my first time in Florida at all. So I was that person who was like constantly craning my head around hoping to see an alligator because that's not (laughs) that seems very exotic when you know even like being from tucson there's like so many dangerous creatures who live there yeah it still feels like very interesting and exotic to know that there's you know could be an alligator like in the in the lake on the golf course that your you know dad's (laughs) friend lives on you know and then also like going out onto the gulf of mexico which was the only time i think still i've done that and like getting into someone's like you know sort of rental like those small boats that are just right close to the water yeah and um and seeing manatees and being like i love you so much manatees like oh you're <laughs> wonderful um yeah. that was magical yeah i i will say you're honestly in my in my opinion tampa is not that iconic I don't know if some of my like high school friends would disagree. I feel like they would agree. You're not really missing out. But yeah. on the topic of alligators, I did convince someone at my college that like everyone in Florida having like a pet alligator or alligator <laughs> they would just have in their backyard was like a super common thing. That we'd like uh-huh. all just like Oh yeah, that's like Jack's alligator over there. Uh-huh. Like it's like the neighbors. It's just chilling. Even though, like, seeing alligators yeah. in backyards are, like, common. You gotta, like, it is call, pretty like, common, right? Yeah. Gotta call, like, yeah. animal control or whatever to <laughs> take it away. Yeah. That's wild. It's funny how whatever your own experience is, like, just whatever is normal to you is not necessarily normal to someone else. And so, you know, hearing, thinking about and you're only perpetuating it by telling people <laughs> that everyone has constant yeah. contact with alligators <laughs> when you go out to yeah. college. Which is, isn't a lie in some sections of Florida. So there was like, it was like a, 
It was not half truth. I don't know what I'm trying to do. Like, <laughs> but it's like a, a pinch. Truth. Yeah. A pinch of truth to it. What were you, what did you, did like, were you looking towards, since you were an overachiever, what was, did you have like sort of a, an isolated goal that you were like, and this is what I'm overachieving towards? And what was yes. that? So I, I guess this ties back into like my whole, I guess, career in like space. So in, when I was beginning high school, I I feel like I've told this story like so many times, but I was on YouTube and, you know, going down rabbit holes as people usually did on YouTube in like 2014 or 2015. Yep. And I saw this video on my recommended feed of like an astronaut making a sandwich on the International Space Station. I was just like, what? But I clicked on it anyway because I'm like, you know, this seems kind of interesting. And so I was like completely hooked by Mm. like that two and a half minute video of like seeing this astronaut make like this really terrible sandwich it there was <laughs> there was not bread there was it was a tortilla peanut butter and honey like okay yeah like taco yep. basically um yep, yep and so that led me down a rabbit hole and that's kind of what started my whole interest in like i think at the time i was like i will become like an astronaut one day that was like my single goal that i hope to achieve and even though like it would still be cool now and it's like in the back of my mind it's not the same as like me hyper focusing i guess this is a a lifelong hyper focus now love it very well put very well put and when you so what when did astrobiology kind of um like come into focus for you within that hyper focus yeah so i think that would maybe probably start in college i like took this planetary science class that basically kind of like talked about like what makes a planet habitable how can like we live like on other planets etc and in that class we talked a lot about astrobiology and like what I guess like life would look like on other planets I'm like wow this is like well one like it made me like super existential because I'm like oh my gosh if there's like aliens like who are they like what does that mean for like my own life it doesn't mean that much, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say my interest in it started there and now it's just been like a, currently a side interest though. I wanted to make it more, I guess, a, more prominent in my life. Yeah. What would that look like if you're, if you know, um, to make it more prominent, like just to be yeah, I studying guess, Like, yeah, tell yeah, me. probably like more schooling, <laughs> Un- unfortunately since it like astrobiology is super cool to like say on my own but some point like there's only so much I can like do without like maybe like a professor like giving me like information that could be helpful Uh Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so yeah yeah so okay is there and I'm gonna get into this mash game with you after this have you ever played mash mansion apartment shack yes and then we'll do these little like years ago so we're yeah, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna create this alternate universe. Speaking of uh, getting into uh, the universe at large and perhaps multiverses, which I'm curious about your thoughts on too. Um, but that kind of ties into this is like, like how do you feel fiction represents what you love or what you know about astrobiology? Like, do you feel like there's like a nice dance happening between reality and kind of sci-fi and and fiction storytelling yeah that's that's a good question 
I'd say maybe like in the past, <laughs> it, it's more of a like we've all seen the classic like aliens come to Earth and they're like killing all of us and like taking over the planet, but not. That's that's where like I guess it's more fiction than it is science. Even though like not that like I want like aliens to like come to our planet and like kill us all. It would be like really cool to just see like an alien like ship just like appear out of nowhere. Maybe like nicely and like they come in peace and we also uh-huh. come in peace and we don't like shoot at it. Um, yeah. But I'd say like maybe like more recently like some sci-fi books or like some sci-fi shows or science fiction in general is like getting closer to like what first contact would maybe look like or like what it would like actually be like to meet an alien. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've read Project Hail Mary before. Uh-uh. Um, so that's a book by Andy Weir. And I think that's, like, a really good, like, combination of sci-fi, but also, like, real, like, this oh, is I what... I write this down. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good... Well, Project Hail Mary. Andy Weir, I know, but Project Hail Mary, yeah. I, if I've heard of it, I don't remember. No, no offense to Andy Weir. I think the first, like, 100 or 150 pages was, like, kind of a bore, uh-huh. But it gets better. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's like a good example of like the like language aspects that we'd have to overcome and how do we communicate or mm-hmm. interact with something that like might be super different from what we know. Yeah. I mean, I feel the thing, I feel like the thing that comes up a lot um, is is this idea of math, right? Or unless I'm completely out of my mind bonkers, but oh, yeah, um, yeah. it seems like that's. It seems like in the stuff that feels like more, you know, Carl Sagan adjacent or whatever, like something like Contact, which I haven't seen that movie in a minute, but I like loved that movie. I actually have not seen it yet. uh, I really I mean, I really loved it. Like I said, I don't know where it fits into, you know, believability or lack thereof, but um but like I think that movie came along in my life at a time where it was sort of exactly what I needed—the idea of contact yeah. with a, you know an, an alternate other intelligence from elsewhere, uh, what it would look like—and so it sort of has a, a, a very you know big place in my heart. So I'll be very curious. You'll have to tell me <laughs> yes. if you if you watch it, you'll have to tell me what you think because it's it's very yeah there's there's i mean it's you know it's got a spirituality to it which you know is like take mm-hmm. that for what what you will but i'm always interested that's the other things i'm i'm always interested in how people of science how what they're like if they have a relationship to like uh, a sort of more christian theology um i find that really interesting like yeah just un- like seeing how people put those two things together and make it work in their lives i'm not saying it shouldn't work but mm-hmm. it, you know but you hear a lot i think a lot of people hear about scientists being atheists and are just like oh so so, oh got it so like all science scientists are atheists it's like not at all that's actually yeah might surprise you you know yeah that's a really good point um i i will first say that i feel like a lot of people or maybe like a lot of people on the science side when they like look at science fiction are like dying for it to be like super accurate and like you need to be like you have to have like this like specific orbit correct or like it's like it's pointless. I think that's not a great way to approach science fiction because it's once again fiction. And mm. I think like having like really good fictional aspects really help like make a story, I guess more like help it help the audience connect with the story more, if that makes sense. That makes um, perfect sense. 
And on your spirituality point, I grew up as Christian since my like parents were both Christian. I'm not, I think I'd consider myself agnostic right now. Um, yeah. not an atheist. So I feel like, like you said, there's a lot, you hear a lot about like scientists who are atheists or like don't want to like consider like, I guess like some like sort of like higher being of some sort um, right. into like the work that they do. Though I think like it's good to like consider other people like spirituality is something that's important to many people on yes. this planet for a better or for a worse um yeah and so i think it's important to like keep that knowledge in mind as you do your work because like even though if you might not believe in it many other people do and it's good to i guess like kind of tie in the things that you're doing into the ways that they can understand Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hey there, it's Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. We host Tiny Victories, the 15-minute podcast that's about the little things. Getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. Isn't it a wonderful day when the first password you try actually works? When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get tiny! I can't think of a better segue into this MASH game. So I'm going to get into it. I have to ask you, and listen, I'm not going to pin you down to like all sci-fi or all science or all, you know, um, astrophysics or astrobiology or anything else Mm -hmm. all the time. But I do want to hear from you three sci-fi stories. Now, that could mean a television series or a film or a book or a graphic novel, but three sci-fi stories that you would love to be able to jump into and just sort of engage with that world. You're not reliving the plot necessarily, and you're safe. You're not going to, like, suddenly get killed. (laughs) Uh, But three stories, three sci-fi stories you'd love to be able to jump into and just be in that world whenever you want. I'll say my first one is The Expanse, which is a I feel like a lot of people have like seen the expanse and engage with it. And I say expanse only because I feel like it's the most real I won't I won't say realistic in that like we're all like gonna die because like it's like virus molecule is gonna like eat us up or anything. But right. I feel like it's very human and very real in the way that like humans are interacting with each other. I guess the interactions between like different groups is very real to me and it's it would be cool to like put myself in that situation and see how i like interact with people sure um, i love that so i'll say that answer um the second one i'll say the murder bot series by martha wells is currently something i enjoy reading and i give that answer only because like i think it's interesting how <laughs> they have like these Oh, I don't want to, I will not spoil the story for anyone who hasn't read it, but I guess maybe like the human robot interactions in the story, I think that's super interesting. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And, or that when you say robot, is it like full on like AI or is it like. Yeah, it's it's that. And also, this is technically not, this is not a spoiler, but basically the 
um, main character is in the point of view of like one of these like full on robots. Um, yeah. And so seeing its perspective is really cool. And then also like the AI and then also like there are these humans that are like part robot and also part human in the story. Yeah. And I think that concept is interesting. Not because I I personally want to become part robot. Um, uh-huh. I don't think I'm putting like a <laughs> brain chip in my head anytime soon. But uh-huh. <laughs> I think it'd just be interesting to like interact with everyone. In that oh, story. absolutely. Beautiful. Okay. And then Got that one. Third one, I'll say... Hmm, I'm going to say Arrival since... Um, I don't know. I feel like being involved with the whole... I guess plot of like communicating with aliens is really interesting to me. Like how do you like, cause it's not only like a science issue. It's like also like a sociology issue. And it's really interesting to me to like, I guess combine those other fields into how we like do science and like talk to these like extraterrestrial beings and whatnot. Absolutely. Yeah. I know someday I will be emotionally brave enough to see it again. I I was destroyed by the movie like me too i have such a strong like such a visceral memory of like walking to the movie theater you know which is not super close to my house Mm -hmm. um, but i love walking places to in defiance of la walking to the movie theater and then just being like you know that like like crying the way i used to cry at movies as a teenager which is to say like zero control like zero control like messy sloppy can't (laughs) breathe didn't bring something to blow my nose with have to wait until everyone else has left and then like skirt out past the people who are cleaning the theater which I used to do as a job myself and being like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm still here I'm so sorry and then like being so relieved it was dark because I just sobbed all the way back to my house for like an hour I every time I thought about it and so I definitely was like I don't know if I can ever see that again. Like, I'm not okay. <laughs> that is fair. You're, you're reminding me of my own feelings of watching Arrival. I'm like trying not to have the tears spill right now. But Oh my I God. Completely... You said the word Arrival and it was Pavlovian. Like I instantly, my tears, my eyes welled up and I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand as yep. someone who's, it's like a phenomenal movie. And I'm currently trying to read the short story it's based off of. So yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man, I should read that. Yeah, I think I think for because that's one of the things and I promise we'll get back to you in the Smash game, but one of the things that I that I think, you know, so many of us respond to about about sci-fi that has that heart, that has a spirituality to it even if it's not even if the spirituality is like the love and worship of science in mm-hmm. a sense or whatever is seeing people make choices that make you like not embarrassed to be a human being you know what I mean yeah and to sort of the the idea that you could know that pain is coming and you would choose it anyway yeah I can't believe this I why yes. did I start talking about this <laughs> no these are these are <sighs> phenomenal points I complete it's like a lot of I <laughs> I think a lot of people like always wonder like oh like this is like the objective thing to do why aren't you doing this but like there's like just some things or some actions that are taken because you argue like it doesn't make sense or there's not any yeah. like common sense to yes. it it's just it's what feels right yeah yeah 
Oh, beautiful. Okay. All right. I'm going to take it easy on both of us. I'm not talking about it, but it is your fault for bringing it. Okay. Uh, next, let's let's do next question. Let's do uh, three places in the world that we can sort of teleport you to. So you have a, a vacation, quote unquote, home there. That doesn't mean it can't be a bustling city, uh, but a second home uh, somewhere in the world. And we can just teleport you there. As of right now, I'll say one is Chicago. and But maybe like not long term. This is like maybe like a... Yeah, whenever or, you want. You can yeah. zing in and out whenever you feel like yeah. it. You could be there for a day if you want and then come back and be there for a year. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I'll say Chicago only okay. because – so I, I went to school there, though. Um, and even though I don't want to <laughs> relive my academic miserable memories, uh, currently a lot of my friends are there and, like, all my, nice. my best friends. And I give anything to just – be able to walk up to them and bother them and just like really just <laughs> do anything them. yeah um but, wonderful so i'll say chicago first great and then i don't know if this is a specific place but like maybe like some sort of like nice cottage on a random hill and a farm somewhere in like europe because yeah. that seems far away from here or where uh-huh. I currently am. <laughs> and so, like, I see it as a place where I could just, like, you know, when I want to, like, be away from everyone and just be around, like, some yeah. goats or something. I'm putting bucolic farm <laughs> on a hillside. Europe. Yes. Exactly. I think that would be perfect for just, like, resetting my mind and, like, absolutely <laughs> playing all the crazy thoughts out without absolutely. anyone else hearing. Yes, um, absolutely. And so, then the third one... Is this anywhere on Earth? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just being sure. That being said, don't think I'm not going to give you the next <laughs> category being elsewhere. Oh, that's a good point. I will say maybe like the sea, the sea floor somewhere like in the yeah. Atlantic. Only because like I kind of want to see what's going on down there and see like what yeah what random like fish that we haven't discovered yet is just like swimming around. <laughs> I know it's very exciting. Yeah, it, that I get a little thrill whenever I think about the fact that like we're sh- we're, we're still sharing a planet with things we've never seen before. Exactly, and may never see. It's that's extremely satisfying. It feels like you know haven't conquered everything. <laughs> if we can just not ruin everything, then um, okay. So yeah, give me three places in uh in the the universe that you would love to get to see with your own eyes. I'll say Mars. It's my second favorite planet, first being Earth. Um, and I only say Mars because it's the planet that kind of, like, tied in, like, my initial interest in space and whatnot. Mm. Um, and I really want to see... So sunsets are blue on Mars due to, like, the thin atmosphere and whatnot. And oh. so I'd, like, really want to see that with my own eyes, for sure. Oh, a, a blue sunset on Mars. That's amazing. Yeah. And so that's the first place... I'll say the second place is maybe, like, some planet on the edge of, like, a black hole or the event horizon of a black hole. Well, because I kind of want to see what's, like, going on over there. Like, (laughs) most of my reason, I just want to see what's happening. Um, Hell yeah. And then maybe, like, take some pictures and, like, come back and be, like, everyone look at this picture of a black hole. Even though we have pictures of black holes, but take a more. you took it. Yes. I took it and it's, like, HD. So great, <laughs> great. So definitely that, and then the third place, maybe like this is what this will also be general, but maybe like some like exoplanet, like in a different 
maybe in a different galaxy mm-hmm. that like could in theory support life only just to see like if life has like existed elsewhere and see if anyone else is like trying to figure out if they're alone or not yeah um, but yeah love it love it okay uh all right uh three foods that on this uh, in this reality are you know ecologically irresponsible uh, in your mind or you know you're allergic or you wish that you could eat a bunch of it but after a while you feel sick because it's full of sugar or whatever we're stripping all that away nothing hurts anything or anyone in this alternate universe so three foods you would like and it could be something you had one time that you've never been able to like oh why can't I get that thing that you know that perfect probably not a tortilla with peanut butter and honey on it but like yeah perfect sandwich i had that one time so three things doesn't mean that's all you're eating but you can have them whenever you want okay first thing is definitely cinnamon rolls i love them so much maybe specifically cinnabon cinnamon rolls because they somehow right. like have like the recipe like locked down yeah they do like those are insane so definitely yes. that I'll Great. say the second one is pasta al vodka. Ooh, yeah. Only because, I don't know, like, somehow it tastes amazing everywhere I go. Like, yes. I have not had had any bad version of it. and It's true. It's that used to be, like, the only pasta I would ever, the only sauce I would ever want to order. People would be like, why don't you branch out? And I'm like, but it's always yeah, good. Exactly. Exactly. You can't <laughs> yep. go wrong. Yes. So, okay, brilliant. Pasta sure. al vodka. And then what's the last one? Oh, Maybe I'll say uh, Papa John's pepperoni pizza. Amazing. Like, <laughs> currently, yeah. like, it, like, fucks with my stomach somehow. I don't know. Like, every other pizza is fine, but, like, something in their pizza is, like, my body's like, no, this ain't happening. Yeah, even though it tastes good. Okay. This is exactly what this is for. Fantastic. We may be giving you Papa John's pepperoni pizza with zero ramifications. Um, okay, next category. This is MASH. Usually there's an element of romance, sexy times, companionship, however you want to think about it. Three people or characters. I shouldn't isolate them to people. Three characters uh, that you would love to have either a fling with or kind of a long-term companionship with or, you know, marriage if you want it. Um, they can be from any story. They can be real, fictitious. They can be actors who played a certain role. Whatever you want. Three uh three people that you three again three characters that you would love to um be with long or short term okay this is a good question i will say my first one will be the i forgot what the character's name is but whatever role that leonardo dicaprio plays in catch me if you can oh Only yeah like <laughs> well he, i was gonna he's like slightly insane in that movie first of all so like it would be it would have to be a fling because i cannot long-term being in a relationship with a (laughs) con man but like i don't know something about him yeah it's a very magnetic character i can almost remember his name frank i think so yeah i think his name's frank yeah um which is based on a real person yeah we're not talking about that person we're talking (laughs) about leonardo DiCaprio as a character so don't worry yeah um so definitely him who next i will say Zendaya's character in Dune. You had me at Zendaya. <laughs> I, you know, Zendaya's like iconic enough. Like that's that. I just, I just, I could just say Zendaya, honestly, as a person. What a special creature she is. Yeah, and then great. Who else? What have I watched recently? <laughs> you know, think of like a book 
example. Mm-hmm. Actually, all the people I've read about in books have not been great people. <laughs> not. And then, oh, okay, this is like a really bad answer, but. I can't wait. Okay, yes. Max Goof. Like Goofy's son. I, I like. Max Goof, Goofy's son? <laughs> Oh, you've made me so happy. I like I had like a large crush on him as a kid. I I understand he is <laughs> not human. Do and, and... not sweat that for a second. Yeah. Common 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 is a common no. But uh I I recently someone yet again, a wonderful wonderful guest pleased me by saying the fox robin hood from disney's uh robin hood and um he somehow like has has meant something to a lot of people no one has ever brought up goofy's son but um i couldn't be happier like that this is amazing he's great he's great love it max goof but like and i also and i also love that his last name is goof (laughs) yes yes that's like all of us finding out we've all been calling Goofy <laughs> by his last name, but Goofy, like, 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 Goofy, you know, Goof. yeah, yeah. As if my last name were Varn, and everyone's like Varney. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, his last name is Goof, and we call him Goofy, and he has a son named Max Goof. I will quickly like to note that I will reimagine myself as a teenager since Max Goof in all the universes he is portrayed he is a kid yeah well <laughs> so. you know or or he is matured into the fine yes uh, age-appropriate max goof <laughs> that you want i'll let you do either one either one. i it's only remember that because i like said this like a few months ago to someone and they're like isn't he a child and i'm like we're ignoring that <laughs> we're ignoring that uh okay next category let's do three professions that you can dip a toe in in this alternate universe and let's just pretend that like unless the schooling because we talked about this earlier unless the schooling is a part of it that you very much want to include that's fine but we also have the option of like giving you this these skills to be this thing uh matrix style so that you wake up tomorrow and you could be uh you know an astronaut or whatever with like zero more training yeah okay so first thing band director or a slash professional musician of some sort since that was uh what i thought would be my lifelong passion even though music is still cool and i still enjoy it um so definitely that second one is video game developer Mm -hmm, and also designer mm -hmm. um and that's something i still like i still am like maybe like in the future i'll do like a career 180 Mm -hmm. and like go for it leave it open love it yeah great those two and then i think the third one kind of ties back to one of my previous answers but an oceanographer just to like figure out i need to know what things are hiding down yes yes of course i love it okay uh okay second to last category let's do three well, I mean, listen, I know you love music. Let's do three, like, bands or singer-songwriters or composers, someone from music, any era, any age, that you would love to, and we're going to also assume you have whatever skills you want and that would you would feel were necessary to, to collaborate with this person. But mm-hmm. uh, three individuals or bands, groups, anything, that you would love to collaborate with from any era. Yeah. So I'll say my first answer is The Strokes, only because they're my favorite band right now, and they awesome. have been. Um, so I feel like I could play some like fun bass and yeah. jam along. Oh, 
I don't know if you've heard of 100 Gex before, but they're like kind of insane. <laughs> like, 100 Gex. Yes. Okay. It's like when you first. It sounds familiar, but I feel like I, if I knew new, I'd be like, ah, yeah. If they're insane. Yeah. Yeah. They like when I. So I started listening to them as like a joke. And then unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, it did not become a joke anymore. So <laughs> you got to love stuff like yeah. that. Like guys, we didn't mean for this to be, but okay, uh, fantastic. And then, what's your last one? Whoever currently does the music for the game RuneScape, I was very oh, into okay. RuneScape as a kid, and like it's very like medieval adjacent, like flute piccolo playing yeah. like on a random street <laughs> or a uh-huh. town square <laughs> kind of vibes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, awesome. And then uh, finally, last category, let's do. Oof, I'm trying to think. I'm probably, there's probably going to be a category that I'm like, why didn't I ask that? <laughs> well, you know what? Let's go with three skills. Let's go with three skills, whether they be fully like reality based or magical or, or somewhere in between or all, some of all of the above that we give you that you can utilize uh, however you see fit in this reality. So Great. first one is like being able to become invisible wherever yeah. I can. Only because like, so when you like read like maybe like an article or a story about like some like event, you're like, yeah, what actually happens or like, what are these mm-hmm. like people who are involved with, like are actually talking about? And so being invisible mm-hmm. would allow me to just like sit or stand in the room yeah. and hear about what everyone's saying. <laughs> just just a nosy person. Um, love it love it and so i'll say that second one i'll say fencing because i feel like oh that's fun yeah so yeah. I, I did fencing for a year in college but it was not good because i <laughs> didn't know how to fence obviously <laughs> but i i think like it's one of those things where like people are like oh i started the sport when i was like two years old and my parents like gave me like a golf club and <laughs> i was out there golfing i want to be like that with another sport and i think fencing is cool enough where i can just like agreed absolutely yeah, like, pull, <laughs> pull the skills out at any moment um and then i'll say the third one is parkour like i don't know yeah. like anytime i see those videos like those people who are like on the Love. edges of building and like doing backflips i'm like I don't yeah, know. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about with like skiing, right? Yes. Just this idea of like whatever relationship you have with the physical reality of, that I also am inside of, including my own body, like your rules seem different. Yeah. You yeah. know, I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay. Wonderful. Um, all right. So give me a word that you f- like, give me a word that helps describe your feelings when I do say alien life um scared <laughs> okay you said three words Great. no i said oh. one. Oh. oh, perfect yeah that, that's enough yeah. <laughs> scared <laughs> okay great all right i am going to uh use very very scientific mash methods to come up with your 100 percent guaranteed alternate universe future um will you while i do that tell people where they can find you reiterate uh what the book is and all that good stuff and then and then i will reveal to you these uh this development of your life yes so you can find me mainly on twitter <laughs> even though the website is slowly breaking uh-huh. um at solar system with two r's 
Um, and then what Aliens is about, once again, it's a children's book targeted for 8 to 10 year olds, though I believe anyone can learn from it, that discusses what astrobiology is, or the field of astrobi astrobiology. Um, so what does life, what could life look like on other planets? Are we searching for this life? How will we communicate? Why haven't we found it yet? Um, and explores all those cool questions and also a lot of fun like space ex exploration missions on scientists who are trying to figure out that <laughs> tough answer or a tough question. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay. All right. Got some pretty good stuff going on here. Uh, ooh, okay. Turns out when you do a six-letter word, you get a lot of your first choices. A lot of your first choices. <laughs> I am talking about a mansion in the beautiful city of Chicago, oh, where you can go whenever you want. Uh, I don't know if part of this mansion has been paid for by your career as a fantastic musician. I know you also lent yourself as a band director to uh, help, you know, raise up others as well. So uh, some of that going on. Perfect. Fabulous in, in Chicago and elsewhere. Uh, I want to congratulate you on your ability to pop inside the expanse oh. whenever you so desire. Lovely. I want to congratulate you on this uh this collaboration that you do obviously you're a musician so not surprising there that you're doing uh something very special with the runescape composer lovely cannot wait to hear more about what that's going to be like um i don't know if i you know i feel like they might have had some version of a cinnabon role back in the medieval times uh <laughs> yeah. but uh but you definitely have nonstop stop cinnabon roles wherever you are and we know that you're you're scooting all I'm around so, so know that you have unlimited cinnabons whenever you want them you also have the ability to become invisible whenever you want perfect <laughs> so i look forward to finding out what kind of trouble you get up to in that regard mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then finally i want to congratulate you on the romantic blue sunset on mars that you will be enjoying with uh the frank slash leonardo dicaprio character <laughs> from catch me if you can who seems fairly fearless and probably would like also completely love and enjoy the very unique experience of a Martian sunset. So wow, I, I feel like this was good. That doesn't mean that you don't ditch him and leave him on Mars and say, peace out. Bye-bye. Do uh, I don't want to, I don't want to spend my life with you, but um, awesome. I'm so excited. It's good stuff. It's good stuff from the word scared came a lot of really good news. So <laughs> let's hope that continues to be true for us all. Uh, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Yes, I hope everyone yes. checks out all this book um, and uh, all you friends listening. I will talk to you next time on this podcast. Thank you for having me. Yay. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, number one, we could save kittens from trees. Or lunch on skyscrapers, bring the villains to their MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned 
Audience supported.